Good morning, I'm Jeremy Melanson, and this is your NBA Daily Recap for Wednesday, February the 6th. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Recap underscore NBA. This program is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Check out our free app, which is new and improved, and looks great, by the way, with all shows from across the network, and it is available in your app store. There's NBA content, NFL, WWE, fantasy sports, and pop culture pods. The Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. All right, guys, we'll get into this quickly. Uh, trades from yesterday. As I was speaking on yesterday, uh, we got a little bit more detail on the uh, Phoenix and Miami trade. Uh, Phoenix sends Ryan Anderson to Miami for Tyler Johnson, and also Wayne Ellington's going to be sent over in that one. Ellington's going to be bought out, uh, apparently, and hit the market where he will be free to sign with a contender. Um, what Miami plans to do with Ryan Anderson's up in the air. They may just hold on to him on the bench until his contract expires, probably. Um, next one, New Orleans sent Wesley Johnson, uh, a little-used guard, forward off the bench to Washington for Markeith Morris and a 2023 second-round pick. Um, so what Washington's doing here is uh, clearing cap. Uh, they're a team that's into the luxury tax, uh, which you wouldn't almost maybe be surprised given the, how well they don't do, uh, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they're clearing out some money. Markeith is set to expire this summer, and... Uh, the thinking is probably New Orleans is, is uh, just going to let that happen. Um, but as far as New Orleans goes, we're just going to have to wait and see because obviously they have Randall, they have Miritich, they have Anthony Davis at this time. So adding another power forward in Morris doesn't completely make sense in that level. But, I mean, we all know AD isn't staying. And the futures of those other two is up in the air as well. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens today before the trade deadline. Um, next trade, Washington sends Otto Porter Jr. to the Bulls in a fairly surprising move. Um, in return, they got Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. Uh, Portis is a restricted free agent this summer, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Washington does there. Parker has a team option. Uh, he makes $20 million this year, and he's not worth any of it, so uh, you, they're not going to pick that team option up. There's no doubt about that. The Bulls, though, what in the hell they're doing? Um, they're a team who's terrible and is rebuilding and then added a monster contract guy who's a decent player, like, he's, he's not going to change everything for them, but uh, it's a weird move. Uh, it seems like the kind of move you'd make if you were actually a good team and not a bad team. Uh, next one, the Mavericks send Harrison Barnes to the Sacramento Kings for Zebo and uh, Justin Jackson. Um, Zach Randolph hasn't played yet this year, and he, I think he's going to be bought out by Dallas. Uh, Justin Jackson's a, a nice little uh, pickup from uh, North Carolina. He, he's a young guy with upside. And it may just be untapped, uh, so maybe a change of scenery and uh, a fresh start will be good for him. Um, Sacramento gets a veteran small forward to that they haven't had a big small forward in their lineup, uh, so that, that'll be uh, another tool for them in, in their push to try to make the playoffs. Um, Barnes was actually playing at the time he was traded. Uh, if you haven't seen that, yeah, he was he was in the mid game. I hope a fan didn't tell him he got traded. Um, the Sacramento Kings sent uh, Iman Shumpert to the Rockets. Uh, this one hasn't been completed yet, but it's been reported. Uh, it's a three-team deal. So Shump heads to the Rockets. The Rockets send Brandon Knight's contract and Marquise Chris, who had uh, requested a trade because he wasn't playing, uh, to Cleveland as well. Uh, Cleveland's going to get a 2019 protect first-round pick from the Rockets, another, uh, another pick to add to their stash. And Cleveland's going to send Alec Burks to Sacramento. Uh, and they're also going to send Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin, who they just acquired from Portland for Rodney Hood. Uh, they're going to send those guys to the Rockets as well. 
So the Rockets are bulking up the roster a little bit, uh, getting some depth. Uh, Shumpert's going to give them another d- good defensive guard along with uh, Austin Rivers to help them through the playoffs. And uh, also Stauskas is, is a hired gun off the bench, so uh, he might fit in there well with the Rockets. Um, Brandon Knight and Chris, Chris might get to play in Cleveland because they're not trying to win. Hard to say what to do with Knight. Um, they just wanted that pick. And from the Kings side of this one, it's a little bit weird because obviously, like we just talked about with the Harrison Barnes situation, um, they're trying to make a push for the playoffs. So is trading uh, Iman Shumpert for Alec Burks a big difference maker here? Uh, I wasn't really certain what it was that they were trying to accomplish for this one. Uh, maybe they just wanted to get off Shump for someone similar similar in talent uh, and contract, possibly. I'm not sure. All right, but that was it for now. Uh, stay tuned. Trade deadline is this afternoon, so surely it'll be a busy day. All uh, right, games from last night. Uh, can't forget about those because uh, even though the trades are the story right now, the games are not disappointing at all. Uh, Denver and Brooklyn was the first one. Uh, they played in Brooklyn. Brooklyn was blown out in their last two games. Denver had been blown out in their last game by Detroit. And uh, this was a game of runs. Denver opened it up with a 16-5 to lead. By the end of the first quarter, it was clear that the Nets were not going to allow this to happen. Uh, they got to within five by the end of that quarter, but then kept it going through the second outscoring Denver 42-25 to while going seven of nine from three, and they went into the half up 12. Brooklyn then kept it going. They dropped 36 on the Nuggets in the third quarter and extended the lead to 21. Brooklyn made 13 of their first 18 attempts from three. Mike, despite Mike Malone pulling his starters in the third quarter, Denver came alive in the fourth, scoring 43 to make this one respectable. Brooklyn took it 135-130. The Nets hit 19 three-pointers in this one. Damari Carroll had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. Damari Carroll... D'Angelo Russell had 27, 11 assists, and 6 rebounds. Joe Harris came back to the lineup for 17 with 5 boards. Shabazz Napier had 10 points and 11 assists. Trevion Graham also returned to the lineup. He had 16 points. And Jarrett Allen had 15 points and 5 rebounds. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson also had 15 off the bench. Nikola Jokic triple-doubled again. 25 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists, a steal and a block, and a loss for him. Jamal Murray had 19 points, 11 assists. Mason Plumley had 24 points, 6 boards, and 3 blocks against his old team. Monty Morris, 18, 5, and 5. Malik Beasley had 17, and Trey Lyles had 15, and 5. Next game we're going to look at, Washington and Milwaukee. Now, if you think this Brooklyn and Denver game was a high-scoring affair, whew, you just wait. The Bucks dropped 50 points in the first quarter in this one. They were up to 85 at halftime, and then after 3 quarters, they had 120 points. After three quarters, it was just, it was amazing. It was dazzling. It was just great basketball. They had lots of extra passes and easy baskets, but their D got a little stagnant and maybe even sloppy. And Washington actually outscored Milwaukee in the third quarter and then got the game down to a seven point game. But Milwaukee just had to turn the dial back up and they ran away with this one 148 129. Fifth straight win for Milwaukee. For the Bucs, Giannis had 43 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Eric Bledsoe had 22 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals. Malcolm Brogdon had 18 points from 5 assists. Chris Middleton had 16 points. Irisan Ilyasova had 12 points. And Brooke Lopez had 11 and 5 boards. For the Washington side of the game, Thomas Bryant had 26 points, 14, assi- re- sorry, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists with a pair of blocks. Bradley Beal had 30 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Thomas Sanarensky, 16 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Uh, Jeff Green had 22 points, and Sam Decker had 12. Next one we'll look at was the New Orleans Pelicans 
at Chicago. And if you remember from yesterday, the Bulls were actually favored in this one. Uh, should have known better than that. Julius Randle returned in a big way for New Orleans. He came into the game off the bench in, May, in his return, and he lit it up in the fourth quarter, scoring 19 points in that quarter. He hit a pair of threes late to push the New Orleans lead to 13. With 10 seconds left, Zach Levine dunked and cut the game to five points, but Randall iced it at the free throw line, and New Orleans took this one 125-120. to Randall finished with 31 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Drew Holiday had 18 points with 11 assists and six rebounds. Chick Diallo had 18 and nine boards. Kenrick Williams had 12 and seven. Darius Miller had 12 and four assists. Jaleel Okafor, 13 and five boards. And... From the Bulls' side of the game, Zach Levine, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists with 2 blocks. Laurie Markkinen, 30 and 10. Uh, Chris Dunn had 18, 8 assists and 4 boards. And Robin Lopez had 11. Next one was the Charlotte Hornets and the Dallas Mavericks. The last game of Harrison Barnes' Mavericks career. Uh, and this was the big story of the game, really. This was all that was really being talked about. Just the fact that he was traded mid-game. A lot of the players, uh, Nick Batum on the other side of the game, has said he had never seen a player get traded mid-game in the amount of years he's been in the league. Uh, it may be in practice or on the team bus, it happens, but not mid-game. Um, with Dallas up late, Nick Batum hit a three to bring the Hornets to within three, but that was answered by a three from Dar- Dorian Finney-Smith, and that helped seal the w- victory for Dallas. It was a low-scoring affair. It wasn't all that exciting. Dallas had 99. Charlotte had 93. Luka Doncic, uh, the only teenager in NBA history with multiple triple-doubles, picked his third triple-double of the season up in this one, and he is the first Maverick since Jason Kidd to have at least three triple-doubles in a season. Kidd did that in the 2008-2009 season. Luka had 19, 10, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Dwight Powell had 11 and 12. Dorian Finney-Smith had 15 and 10. Tim Hardaway Jr. in his Mavs debut had 12. Uh, Maxi Kleber had 11 and 7. And Harrison Barnes had 10 points in that uh, first half before he, he sat out after he found out he was going to get traded. Uh, Charlotte, Kimball Walker had 30 and 11 with 6 assists. Nick Batum had 14 and 5 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. Cody Zeller had 9 points and 13 rebounds. And Jeremy Lamb had 15 points with 5 rebounds. Next one we'll look at, and the last three I'm going to warn you, not much to talk about here. They were blowouts. I mean, blowouts. I mean, we, we you, you could see this one coming. We talked about it yesterday briefly, but um, the first one was the Utah Jazz hosting the Phoenix Suns. And the Jazz have always they've been great at home this year, and especially as of late. And Phoenix sucks everywhere they go. The Jazz were up 10 at halftime. And uh, Phoenix actually got to within four near the end of the third quarter. But then Utah outscored Phoenix by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Final score was 116 to 88. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 16 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 blocks. Ricky Rubio had 13 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals. Joe Ingles had 15 and 11 boards. Oh, no, sorry, 15 and 11 assists. Donovan Mitchell had 21 points. Derek Favors had 14 points. Royce O'Neal had 15 points. And Jay Crowder had 11 and 7. For the Suns, Josh Jackson, 27 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and 5 steals. DeAndre Ayton, 20 points, and 9 boards. And Kelly Oubre Jr. had 16 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Next blowout we'll talk about, the Houston Rockets and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Houston used a 44-17 second quarter to blow this one out of the water, and that was pretty much it. Harden extended his 30-point streak to 28 games in this one. Houston won 127-101. James finished with 36 and 6 boards. He also had 2 steals and a block. Chris Paul had 15 points, 11 assists, 2 steals and a block for him as well. 
Gerald Green had 25 points off the bench. Kenneth Fareed had 13 points, 11 rebounds, 2 blocks, and a steal. P.J. Tucker had just 2 points, but he also had 10 rebounds and 5 steals. And Eric Gordon had 20 points, and Austin Rivers had 12. For the Kings, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 13 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Buddy Heald had 20 and 10. Boards, that is. Marvin Bagley had 10 and 10. Harry Giles, 14 and 7. Nemanja Bielitsa, 15 and 6. And Frank Mason had 13. And an, uh, a brief altercation with James Harden. Uh, he took a swipe at Harden. Harden was dribbling the ball in the perimeter. And it was a pathetic swipe. He just kind of caught him in the face. And Harden threw the ball off his foot in a weird kind of way. And they, they came toe-to-toe. It was more funny than anything else. The last one we're going to look at, if this was a blowout contest, this one won. The Golden State Warriors hosting the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Coach Popovich uh, let the guys lay down and take one in this. It was a beatdown. Uh, the, the best part of this one was actually KD's post-game comments. Um, he, he told the media he wasn't really... They asked why he hadn't been talking lately, and he told them he didn't trust them. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, Golden State whooped them in this one, 141-102. Kevin Durant had 23 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, and 3 steals. Clay had 26 points with 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Steph had 19 points, 7 assists, 5 boards, 2 steals, and a block. Boogie had 15 and 6 with 2 blocks and a steal. And Andre had 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Draymond had 7 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. From the San Antonio Spurs, Jakob Pertl had 7 points, 6 assists, 3 boards, and 2 steals. Patty Mills had 16 points with 4 assists. Davis Bertans had 12. Rudy Gay had 15. Dante Cunningham had 11. And Bryn Forbes scored 10. Wasn't much to see in this one. Just a big blowout. Also, uh, you know what? Uh, other pregame comments were good, too. Was uh, Steve Kerr, before the game, asked if all the Warriors players were going to play in this one, and he said, no loads will be managed. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, there's six games on for Thursday, trade deadline Thursday. Uh, first one is the Clippers at Indiana, and Gallinari is questionable to return. He's been out with back spasms for a while. Um, no total or over-under for this one just yet, and the same goes for the next one. Actually, I don't have over-unders or totals for any of these, do I? Just one. There's so much questions in the air about who's going to be traded and who's going to be uh, playing and things. So the next one is Minnesota's at Orlando, and Jeff Teague is doubtful. He's been out with some soreness, foot soreness lately. Uh, Jonathan Simmons is questionable. The Raptors are at Atlanta, and Jonas Valanciunas is questionable to make his return in this one. And uh, Memphis Grizzlies are at OKC. Noah is questionable. Jamichael Green is questionable. Garrett Temple is doubtful. Kyle Anderson's questionable, but I would put that more on the doubtful side if I had to guess. Uh, he, as he was going to seek a specialist for his shoulder. He, he didn't sound like he was going to be playing. The next one is the Lakers at Boston, that old rivalry. Josh Hart's questionable for the Lakers. Kuzma, Zubach, and LeBron are all probable. Marcus Morris and Kyrie Irving are probable to return for the Celtics after missing their last one. And the last game of the night, and the only one with a total right now, or an over-under, as I say, like, because it's trade deadline day, it's, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Aldridge, DeRozan are, are both probable to come back after resting last night against the, the Warriors. Um, the Spurs are in Portland, if I said that or not, and Portland's favored by five. The over-under is 227.5, and Rodney Hood's probable to make his Portland debut after his trade from Cleveland. All right, guys, that is your podcast from On the Road. I thank you all for listening, and I will... Check back in with you later tonight. Might even have to do a podcast tonight. We'll see what the trade deadline brings. Shout out to the Pulse Podcast Network. Everybody have a great day.